0: i music Welcome back to another edition of Leaving in the Ring. It's measuring the fighters, uh, Lomachenko, basically Lomachenko versus Teofimo mm. Lopez, uh, which is happening uh, October seventeenth, uh, two thousand twenty. It's probably the one of the best things that's happening during this whole pandemic here with COVID nineteen, right, guys? Um, it is definitely a very anticipated fight. You know, if you tuned in earlier uh, to the show me and uh and my co-host um a milk we, we we took a very deep dive into the fight and we gave you our our prediction of what we think was going to happen um definitely gave you our breakdown but <clears throat> i thought i'd go a little bit further okay and uh going a bit further would be you know definitely talking about the pros and cons that both of these guys bring what their corners bring to the table um What's really on the stake of this fight here and why this fight is so special, okay? Because, you know, if you tuned in, like I said a little earlier, uh, Amilcar brought up a, 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 a very interesting point saying, is this really a pay-per-view fight? Um, some people argue yes, some people argue no. Uh, I definitely would say yes at the era of time that we're at right now. I think that this is a pay-per-view fight and gladly it is not on pay-per-view. It's going to be on ESPN top rank is presenting it that way. uh, So there's going to be a lot of eyes on this fight. And that's what I think that's, what's going to take this fight really down the stretch of history because you got two, uh, two guys that are putting everything on the line here. Okay. Uh, The winner be the uh, unified champion at the lightweight division, excuse me. And, um, We'll find out from the two, is the is the young lion has he been you know as predict that he's gonna knock out Lomachenko, or is it Lomachenko's experience is just too far uh, superior to Lopez you know and um, those are questions that we're all waiting for okay you know you know here's the thing. Lomachenko's been in this game for quite some time, you know, one of the longest reigning amateur backgrounds. Uh, before I even getting into the pro contingency, this guy was considered a great fighter, right? Uh, a lot of media coverage. Before this guy stepped into the ring with top rank, a lot of media coverage, okay? There was a lot of stuff expected from him, Lomachenko, right? And uh, now he's 32 years old. Um, some experts feel that he's kind of seen his last of his better days, um some feel moving up in weight has probably took it a toll on him because now he's facing bigger guys with a bigger punch, and their punch resistance is a lot more uh prone to his punching power, right? And then Lopez is a 23-year-old kid. Okay. Uh confident, cocky, whatever you want to call him. He brings it all, but he brings power. And an amount of power that he brings is is what's really getting him a large portion of betters to put money on him because of what he did to Richard Comey, uh, what he's done to, to the, you know, past opponents. Uh, he's been able to stretch him across the canvas, you know, whereas <clears throat> Lomachenko moving up in weight. Um, it's kind of been, it's, it's been more of a figuring out the puzzle of the bigger guys. Okay. You know, um, when he burst on the scene, even, I mean, yeah, he struggled a little bit with, uh, well, he I mean, he struggled with, with Orlando Salido. Uh, he didn't, you know, that fight there was obviously one of his toughest matches he ever, he ever came across. It was in his fifth pro fight, you know, and uh, Siri just had a lot of tricks in his bags, you know, and some would say he was dirty. Uh, he missed weight, uh, you know, so, uh, but at the same time, He did something that nobody so far has been able to do to Lomo at all, which is be on top of him every second. But like I I mentioned on this week's podcast is that even with Siri, those championship rounds, he gassed out. And that's when Lomachenko started to pick pick it up from there. He started figuring out what he could do, what he couldn't do, um, and his his power kind of is like a delay type of deal. And it's really because he's he's doing a lot of feints. He's uh, pity patting his punches because he's looking for where's the loose ends that you bring, okay? And, and and I noticed a lot of people are using that reference with the Salido fight, okay? Which is a good reference, okay? Because if you want to see the, the the one fighter that actually drove. Uh, Lomachenko to that edge to see how good he was that's the fight there you would want to check out but there's a lot of a lot of smoke there that if you kind of clear it away you could see that there's things there that was that was very telling in my in my opinion about Lomachenko because like I said the one thing I've noticed about Lomachenko is that those last rounds those championship rounds is when he really kind of turns the table he spins it go back to Jorge Linares Look at that fight, and again, you know, Jorge Lonares was using the ring. He was circling uh, Lomachenko. Uh, Lomachenko had to find him. He had to look for him, right? And he wasn't there to be hit. So Lomo became the stalker, smaller guy, but became the stalker. But then going past like the 6th, 7th round, you start seeing the tide start. it, It started to change. Right, that tide started to change with with Lomachenko. Yeah, he got dropped. Uh, he did get hurt, like I mentioned before. But it was right there and then. It was almost like you you woke up the lion. You know what I mean? Where you know, because Lomachenko has a habit of playing with his food, but at the same time, it's not really playing. If you know, if you're not. Keen to watching his style. You're going to think he's playing around. I know I certainly did in the beginning when I used to watch him. Um, wasn't a big fan of Lomo in the beginning because I, I, I used to go like, this guy's so, so superior to everybody he's been kind of facing that he used to kind of tick me out. But I'd be like, why is this guy playing with his food? Why didn't he just take him out of there? He has the ability to take this guy out, any guy, at any time he feels like it. But in reality, it's the way his, train, his, his thought is trained to do things, right? You know, um. He's, he's kind of prone to look for your weaknesses. He's prone to pick at certain things to see how you twitch, how you move, how you react, you know? Um, and, and I kind of fell in love with, about that, about him because he's not in a rush to, to show you what, you know, what's in his bag of tricks. Okay. He's, he's, he's literally allowing you to step out of place. And then he'll capitalize on that. And that should be a very intelligent fighter there, okay? So, again, I, I go back to Salido. I go back to Lenaris, I'll go back even to the Campbell fight, which, you know, th- that was a very hard fight for him, too, because he was moving up in weight. Campbell was, you know, boxing, moving around. Um, you know, it took a while for Lomachenko to figure these, these puzzles out, you know? And, and, and like a true boxer— that's exactly what he did. He took his time. Um, he, you know, slowly picked out his prey and then he trapped him. And then when he traps you, he strikes. Okay. So going into the records and then I'll go into a little bit about, uh, Lopez, what he brings to the table. And then I'll, I'll bring up the two weaknesses that they both have here, uh, along with the training camps here, the father versus the father in this fight here on October 17 on top rank ESPN. Okay. Um, they they both have fifteen fifteen wins. Uh I mentioned this before Lomachenko has got uh you know 14 one of them's a lost, okay? Uh, you know, and then and then Lopez has got 13 what is it? I believe it's 13 KOs. Uh no, it's 12. Okay. So <clears throat> here's here's the thing about Tilfemo Lopez. What I really, really like about him, okay? The thing I like about him the most is that he brings this arrogance that you need as a fighter. This like, this killer character. Okay, um, what's up, Chicano Prophet brother? He brings this killer character about himself. Okay, and to me, you you really need that. You need to have that confidence. Okay, um, I I mentioned this uh, a couple of times before on the podcast, in which I've I've kind of mentioned that Teofimo Lopez is uh, to me. He's a mirror of a Fernando Vargas, the ferocious one, right? Not in skill-wise, because, you know, Fernando to me was technically more sound. He was just technically better, you know. Where Tofima Lopez to me still hasn't shown all that because, because of his power. He's able to take guys out, okay? But, but what I like about him is that confidence level of what he can do. Even when he fought the Japanese fighter, okay, and I, for the, for the life of me, I can never remember the guy's name, and to, unless Emil uh, Carr's on the show with me, he always throws it back at me, and then I can remember his name. But right now, I can't even think of his name. Um, that fight there was was really telling because that fight kind of showed that he could adjust. Uh, he doesn't get overzealous. He doesn't panic that because his punching power didn't finish the job. Um, he could put things together. Right. And I like that. But the only problem with with that fight, though, is if you really look at it, the Japanese fighter was really unknown. Like we didn't have a lot of uh, data on the guy. Right. So there was really nothing to really kind of go off. You know, it's not like another fighter. Like if you go with Pacquiao going against Marquez, okay, or Barrera, you can you can really measure, you know, his his strengths and weaknesses about ring intelligence, so what he can do without the power. Where with Lopez, because the Japanese Fire has really not really hasn't faced anybody else of note. It's very difficult to say. Was this an off night for the Japanese fire? Was this the best night? Was this off night for Lopez? What was going on? Right. So that's why, to me, it still leaves a lot of question marks above the head of of Lopez. But the thing about Lopez is those two things I just mentioned, his power and his confidence, okay? When you have a guy, like when he goes in with Richard Comey, which I think a lot of us stopped, that was gonna be the the bar to step up to and the bar to for us to measure him at, right? And what he was able to do was keep that distance, that measured, that calm, that, you know, that calm storm inside of him and then re- being able to know when to release it tells me a lot about him in terms that, that, he's got an eye and he also has an IQ of how to measure his opponents. Cause sometimes a lot of his punches, he's not like a winging, you know, like a, a Ricardo Mallorca type of power guy where he just starts throwing at the fences and hopes something lands and, and, you know, gets him out of the, uh, gets him the win. No, Lopez is to me is more conservative. He's conservative with those punches, articulate with those punches, and he knows what punches he wants to throw. So he's, he's reserved and reserved, but explosive. What else he has on his, on his side right now is time. 23 years old, very young, um, athletic athleticism is a whole lot here because he's also facing a guy that's athletic. Lomachenko has a lot of athleticism. You can't take that away from him. the only thing is, is that are a lot of experts, right? About Lomachenko's legs is there still youth in them and especially against uh, a young gun like this, who's going to be much bigger than him. Okay. Um, Like I said, I predict that that Lopez is going to probably come in as a junior middleweight. Okay. Um, I don't expect them to try to be this light footed, trying to outbox Lomachenko. Okay. I I think what he's going to do is be the bull. And like I said, on our podcast, uh, to me, this is a fight of really of of a perfect picture of the matador versus the bull. And like I've said before, uh, not always does the matador outsmart the bull. The bull sometimes will catch his horns on the matador. So, you know, Lomachenko, as we've seen him before, being a matador in the ring, where he's done his ole, um, there's a strong possibility that those tricks in the bag are not going to be enough to keep off a young, strong, bully fighter like Teofimo Lopez, uh, that's a lot of what Lopez is bringing. Okay, let's go into their corners, man. Let's talk a little bit about their corners here. Both guys have been trained by their dads. Both guys have absolutely have different. You know, they have their own uh, uh, way of, of teaching their 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 sons how to fight. They have their own philosophy. Uh, they have. They obviously have drawn up their own picture of how they believe their, their son is going to leave the legacy in the sport, right? Um, <laughs> what's up, outlaw? Um, you know, here's the thing. If you look at both fighters, uh, their temperament obviously has come from their parents, their fathers, okay? Uh, Teofima Lopez is a replica of his father, you know, uh, Mister Lopez, Senior Lopez, uh, comes out very aggressive, very confident, very cocky. Some people have said that it's a bit too much. You know, and actually, there's people rooting for Lopez, Little Lopez, to lose this fight because for it, so it could shut Papa Lopez right. Whereas Lomachenko's dad is kind of on the on the down low. You know, he's he likes to be on the back. Okay, and and and. Even Lopez, like it was kind of to me, was uh, you no, know, not too much out of character, but but you could really tell, like in those little post interviews and post fight uh, interviews that he was getting with ESPN, that uh, Tefimo Lopez did his job. His dad and Tefimo Lopez did their job. They got underneath his skin. But now it's up to Papa Lomachenko to now bring back his son. Remind him that this is still a professional sport, this is a prize fight, it's not personal. Throughout history, we've seen this. Roberto Duran got in the head of Sugar Ray Leonard. You know, Ricardo Mayorga got in the head of Vernon Forrest. Right? You know, Fernando Vargas got in the head of Tito Trinidad. But even though Trinidad was able to finish it, but all these other guys, you know, uh, 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 were able to get in their head. So it's really... mind game that both guys have to walk in the whole team has got to kind of be in sync in this fight in my opinion they both got to know when to get when to give instructions and when to give praise okay because in my opinion the Lomachenko team and this is my opinion I think they're like two steps ahead of game planning Okay, of having a set game plan than the than the Lopez team because the Lopez team has never really had a have an A and B. Well, no, I take that back. They did against a Japanese fighter, but an A, B, and C. You know, and then you got to kind of admit that you know Lomachenko is not your ordinary fighter. I think if you think ten years back, to, you know, ten years back, the only fighter you can make in comparisons of having a game plan from A, B, and C would be Floyd Mayweather. You know, I've always said, if you're going to fight Floyd, you better have more than just one or two uh, tricks, uh, uh, uh trick punches in your bag. You got to have a lot more. And that's what to me what Lopez is going to have to have. OK, because if if he goes past six rounds. I think it's a most definite chance that Lomachenko is going to take those. Championship rounds because he's kind of proven that he's able to do that's what he's looking for. You know, he's not one of these guys that's gonna come out there and be explosive and try to get you out of there immediately. That's not his fight style. That's not his temperament, right? His temperament is to drag you into the deep and drown you very slow. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't drag you to the deep and then stick your head underneath the water water to hold you there. He kind of lets you back up for air, puts you back down. He just does it gradually. You know, um, it's it's kind of a sick beauty that he does. Um, and I enjoy it to watch this guy mentally and physically break down his po- uh, opponent. It's, it's something great to watch a, a boxer be able to do that because not a lot of fighters can do that. Now going with Lopez in their team, like I said, they got to be in sync. I believe it's the dad's the dad's plan is to tell his son go out there and use your youth, but be smart about it. Don't be careless. Be on top of them, but don't gas yourself out. Learn the mistakes that Orlando Salido did. You know, Orlando Salido had a great game plan. He was on top of them, but missing that weight, and no matter what, no, no matter how seasoned he was, that is a very tough style to keep going without pacing yourself correctly, without knowing how to breathe, what spots to breathe at, so that your lungs stay full with oxygen. That's what Team Lopez should have been working. They should be working on is those spots, you know, uh, being able to push back Lomachenko, not allowing Lomachenko to start, you know, stepping aside and and pivoting, um, predicting where Lomachenko's head's going to be at. You know, Uh, like I said, being uh, Lopez has shown he's he can be very conservative with his punches, but in this fight here, in my opinion, he's gonna have to let that go. He's gonna have to not be so conservative. And the reason why is because if he decides to throw right down that pipe, Lomachenko may not be there on that second second. He may be on his left. He may be on his right. So he's got to make those predictions. He's got to make sure that his punches predict where Lomachenko going to go. And he's got to be there to attack. Okay. So if he throws out his jab, he's got to remember, he may not be able to throw that straight right down the pipe the way it landed against uh, Richard Comey. Right, he's gonna have to throw a straight jab, and then maybe hook his right hand. So if he does, if Lomachenko does move to get out of the way of a straight right, he's still there to clip and hurt. Maybe not knock out. Maybe not land very clean. But what it's gonna do, it's gonna make Lomachenko think, think on the fly. Keep him thinking. The way uh, Orlando Salido did, it kept him thinking, kept him going. Okay. But I go back again. The curse of having that type of a style that Siri presented against Lomachenko and that fight is that—that that means you gotta have a lot of gas in the tank, and I'm not sure if they're gonna have that. And I'm also not sure that would be the game plan to be on top of Lomachenko all the time. It may be test, you know, test the water with them early in the round, but they may be back off because, you know, I think after two, three rounds. Uh, if, if Papa Lopez sees, you know what? Okay, listen, we're not nandy clean. We need him now to come to us. You know, we need him now to settle down. Okay, make him believe he's in control. So he walks into a big punch. So there's some variables there that they could work on. And that's what I mean. They got to have more than one game plan. Okay, one one or more game plan. But like I said, I'm going to go off of the fact that they're going to have to put some pressure on him. And then they're going to have to get the foot off the gas just a short bit here to allow Lomachenko to get back there. Because I think that once they, they start going at him, that's going to be all Lomachenko for him. Because Lomachenko's kind of used to that. You know, the guys that have given him trouble is Campbell, Linares, and Orlando. Orlando had a completely different style than, than Campbell and Linares. And that was because Campbell and Linares decided to box, decided to circle him. I don't know if Lopez can do that. And I don't know if Lopez wants to do that you know, I mean, here's a kid that's been sharpening up the claws, he wants to get his, he wants to get his hands on Lomachenko, and that's where Papa, uh, 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 I don't know why I want to say Papa Smurf, man, but, you know, Papa Lopez, (laughs) Papa Lopez has got to go back and, you know, pat him on the head and say, hey, relax, relax, the time's gonna come, you know, the time's gonna come, let me check out the comments here, Uh, let's see what everybody's got here, uh, (laughs) <laughs> What's up Juan Um He does have a you know, uh Juan, you're absolutely right. He does have a solid team. I'm not saying that he doesn't have a solid team at all. Um you know, um Outlaw says uh the fight reminds him of Canelo and Mayweather. That that's a that's a good comparison, man. Uh, because like my comparisons would had was like I said before was you know uh, Trinidad and, and Fernando Vargas you know Vargas wanted these big fights was in a rush to get in these big fights um, you know felt like he had to get he had to be there at the moment at this time you know uh, to get the respect. To, to to grab legacy, that's what he was looking for, you know, looking to do, uh, Tefimo Lopez kind of reminds me of that, you know, that he wants to grab legacy, he wants to be in, in, in the book of legends, you know, he wants his name to be remembered 20, 30, 40 years from now, you know, and, uh, that hunger can sometimes backfire on you, you know, um, you know what, I, I, well, like I said, I'll go back with this fight, you know what makes this fight so interesting, and, and, and And I agree with you about the whole Canelo Mayweather, you know, because Canelo was a young guy, very cocky, very confident. Um, I remember speaking to his camp. They they, they strongly believed they were going to beat Floyd, you know, Floyd. And I was like, when that fight was announced, I was like, this is way, way too soon. But the difference with Lopez, I'm not sure if this – I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that this is too soon for Lopez. Because the difference with Lopez and Canelo is that Canelo – wasn't ready in, in, in a whole complete sense because, you know, the power wasn't really there. And everybody kept saying that he was developing, you know, that you got to wait till he develops. He's still young in the game. Lopez, to me, has got that power already. He's got that man strength. He's kind of shown that, you know, whatever you, whoever you put in front of him, um, he's able to kind of destroy them. You know, I mean, Richard Colby, We I didn't think he was going to be able to do that. And he did it. You know, let's, uh, Nado, Nado says there's been comparisons for, uh, Lomo and Tio, but what do you think of De La Jolla Vargas comparison? Hmm. That's another good comparison to tell you the truth there, you know, bro. Uh, um, just because the fact that I go back again, you know, experience is a, is a major factor, especially if the guy really hasn't looked like he's out the door, when Oscar De La Hoya stepped in with Fernando Vargas, Fernando Vargas, those anger was the, 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 was drive. That's what was driving him to want to fight Oscar De La Hoya. You know, the, the jealousy factor, the, you know, the, I haven't got my respect yet factor. I'm a much tougher, stronger, better Mexicano. I should have more recognition than De La Hoya. I think that's what drove him. And, and, that's what stopped them from being great. Um, Tefimo Lopez, I don't get that off of him. Like I said, I what I get with Tefimo Lopez and his dad is that his dad groomed him into believing, with rightfully so, you need to, if you're going to train somebody at a young age and and, and, and prop them up to, to where they're at, right? You need to make them believe that they're going to be the best. And And when I hear or see... Uh, The Lopez team and Teal, I could see they believe this. It's not a gimmick. It's not like a, you know, like uh, uh, um, I'm trying to fill up the airtime on television. You know what I mean? Uh, It's not a Hector Camacho moment, in my opinion, when these guys talk. There's, 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 they really believe. They really believe this is their time. Such as Lomanchenko. You know, Lomachenko walks around like, yo, I'm the shit. This is me. I I loved it when he said, welcome to my club, because I thought that he had every right to to flick off Lopez off his shoulder because Lopez hadn't brought anything to the table yet. Right. So he behaved like a king. Why would I fight? Why would I fight the Duke or the prince? I want to fight another king. I want to fight somebody with noble blood. And that's exactly what Lopez had to do against Richard Comey. And he seized the moment. And not only did he seize the moment, it was almost like in that Troy, Troy movie, right? You know, beginning that first sequence, you know, where, where, where uh, Achilles runs up to the best warrior that the other guys had across and just went up there and just killed, you know, got rid of him. End of story. And then ask who was next. That's what Tefimo Lopez did to Richard Comey, in my opinion. That's what made us go, all right, man, we got to see this Lomachenko versus Lopez fight. This is a must-see must TV fight, and, and we got it, you know. Um, I've, been, I've been reading some of the leaving in the Ring uh, uh, gmails and stuff, and, and, and I, I see a lot of guys, you know, um, thinking that this is not really a, a, an even fight. You know, um, some guys are just riding off Lopez completely because they believe he's just a one-trick pony. Uh, Some guys are riding off Lomachenko as an old fighter. Uh, Look at his last two fights. He doesn't look the same. But nobody's putting in account that the fashion of what Lopez is, how he's done it, and how Lomachenko's moved up. That's why it makes this fight so equal, in my opinion. Because this young line could either end it early or the older lion can drag him in the pit. That, that's what I kind of like here, you know. Um, it also can show us, can the older lion physically and mentally break down this very confident, this very confident lion that's made it to the top of the hill and he's really kind of shown that he's hungry to stay on the top of that hill. He, I don't, you know what I mean? He just got here. He's like, I just got it. You know, do you really think he's going to go out there and go, well, fuck it, I was here already for a minute. Thanks for, you know, thanks for everybody waving at me. Now I'm going to go back down the hill. If anything, I think this kid's going to actually, I know Amilcar said on the show, do you think there's a strong possibility that he can make, uh, you know, Tefimo Lopez quit on that stool, mentally break him down, and like the way Lomantico's done that to other champions out there. And I was like, I don't think so. I think, if anything, the ref's going to have to save him. If, if it becomes that one-sided, the ref would have to save uh Teal. You know, I don't even think the dad would throw in the towel. I don't think. A lot of times, you know, their emotions, you know, either father's emotions are so uh you know caught up in in their fight because they they like I said, their the investment they have put into their their kid, you know, they always there are always that one chance in their head. You know what I mean? No, no, he can land that shot. If he listened to me, if he just listened to me, he can land that shot. So do I think he would quit on a stool? Could he quit on a stool? It's a it's a possibility, but I don't think it will happen because I think that pride's right there. Like I said, I think it's too much, okay? But also, could Lopez knock out Lomachenko late? Hell yeah. If he's able to maintain a pace that's comfortable for him, which is press on the gas, let go of the gas. Press on the gas, let go of the gas. Know when to rest and want to step it up if he if that's what they worked on that's a great game plan if that's what they worked on because that means that they're keeping that energy to to do something explosive in the beginning middle and end but man that's a tough that's a tough pace to be consistent at let's go back uh let's go back uh let me see, Outlaw, he says, a win or lose or draw, Lopez would be a better fighter in the future. Just like, and then I, I can't see what else, oh, Canelo, just like Canelo. Um, I think so too. I think so too, man. And, <clears throat> Well, yeah, you know, I mean, look, it's boxing, and, and a lot of times, if it is a physical or mental fight, uh, Prince Nasim Hamed, remember him? Most cockiest guy you could think of. Did backflips. I mean, the guy, you know, became a phenom here. And not just in the UK, here in the States. Okay. Uh, Mentally was destroyed and outboxed by Marcos Antonio Barrera. Guy came back for what? One or two fights and then he just disappeared. Didn't want to fight nobody else. Retired out. You know, I mean, sometimes physically a fighter... It, 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 sometimes be, getting beaten physically wouldn't stop a fighter to continue, but mentally, you can mentally put a mental block in on a fighter where they can never be the same again. And I'm pretty sure if you've been a fight fan as long as I've been in a fi- been a fight fan, you've seen those type of things happen. You've seen those traits of, of fights that have stopped particular fighters that made them go like they're they're never the same. They'll they'll fight a guy that's subpar to them, and and, and for some reason they can't perform anymore. Because they got that mental block. It's just, that happens. That could, that could happen to Lopez. You know, Lomachenko does have the boxing skills and the ability to make it a shutout. If Lopez only came out believing I could knock him out with one punch. If Team Lopez believe if that's the only thing they wrote up on that chalkboard, knockout, knockout. And not think of a long stretch fight, a 12-round fight. Very strong possibility Lomachenko just kind of just plays with his food. I just don't think that will happen, though. I don't think that that Team Lopez, I don't think Papa Lopez is dumb enough to think that. I think they know they're in a real fight. This is going to be the test of all tests for young Lopez's career. Let's go. Uh, what's up, D-Style? If tickets were available, I'd be going. Something special is going to come out of this for boxing. The lightweight division is stacked. It is very stacked. You know, and I know a lot of people were media were talking about Devin Haley. And, you know, now you got Campbell and, and, and Garcia. Um, win, lose, or draw but between these two guys, they still have... A lot to finish and accomplish in that division. They, there's still a lot of names. Javante Davis, you know, he's you know, up and down in that division. There's a lot there for them to stay and to continue on. Right? So, um, we need more cocky. Hamed's in boxing. He came to fight every time. Yeah, He did. I was a big fan of, of, of Prince Nassim Hamed. I, 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 I loved him. You know, but I do, I didn't know this, that when he was going to step in Barrera was going to be a different, complete different fight, you know, um, did I think it was going to be that one sided? No, I didn't, you know, I thought it was going to be, I thought honestly that Barrera was going to have to get off his, you know, come off from the canvas and then do something different, you know, but um, okay, going back again, you know, um, don't get me off track here. Outlaw, getting me off track here. What we're doing here on measuring the fighters between Lomachenko on, uh, and uh, Lopez, which is October 17, 20. Uh, it isn't on pay-per-view. Um, it's on ESPN. I, I love the fact that it's on ESPN. It's more eyes are going to be on this fight. So I hope both guys come to bring it. I believe they're both going to come and bring it. You know, um... If you listen to my prediction earlier today, what I think, what I think is going to happen, and solely this is my my only opinion, and I'm, you know, let me tell you this, okay? I'm not a betting guy. I'm a guy that likes to sit back and watch the fights and and really truly uh, break them down and 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 just see what they could bring, you know, because you you never know when you're going to get a special moment. I think that's why we all watch the fights. You never know when you're going to get that that special moment, you know. Uh, like, you know, like uh, uh, Jose Sapera and Ivan, um, 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 what's the Russian kid named? Um, Barchenk, right? Um, That was special. I don't know why people were shitting on that fight. That was really special, you know? Arguing about what's fight of the year and all that. Or because these guys are not, you know, the Escalon of the fighters and stuff. Which is really stupid because Castillo and, and, and Corrales were not A-level fighters at the time. These guys were two, both fighters that were kind of leaving you know what I mean? They, they were on their way out. Uh, true Gotti, Mickey Ward, same thing. But with this fight here, see, I'm getting off track here because I'm thinking of all kinds of different shit, you know? And like I said, I'm a boxing guy. So you get me talking about boxing, I start talking about everything. But going back with Lomachenko and Lopez, this could be potentially something very special, okay? Because like I said, you got a guy that's been a king of the hill for a while, and this other guy is right there with him, and they're both not letting up. Both guys to me still, still. well, Lomachenko to me still was in his prime. The only difference is he's fighting bigger guys. So is it taking him longer to figure him out? It's not taking him longer to figure him out, but he's not stupid to believe that he can have this chin resistance every time when he steps in with these big guys. It just takes him a little longer to start capitalizing what he wants to do against the bigger guys. And that's what I saw when he fought Campbell. That's what I fought, saw when he fought Lenares. okay? Uh, Tefimo Lopez, like I said, he's got to have an in-and-out type of style, and it's got to be consistent pressure, consistent pressure. Um, Let me see here. Juan says he's dropping 100 on the TOKO. They have it at plus 30, uh, 375 some places. Yeah, I've seen that. I've absolutely seen that. You know. um, Outlaw. Whatever the outcome is on Saturday. Think Lopez goes on 140. It is a really big 135. Absolutely it is, man. And uh, Nado Castillo was a dominant run going into the first Corrales fight. Uh, He was. But you got to remember, he had a lot of... He had a lot of wear and tear, I mean, he had a lot of wear and tear. Okay, and I remember, I remember very vivid that fight and that when it happened, uh, because it was in May. Uh, it was my birthday weekend. Um, I had just moved here to Modesto, California, um, and I remember everybody that I knew that were fight fans that 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 you know that I grew up with. Uh, they weren't that interested in the Corrales and Castillo fight because they they kind of felt like. Uh, you got two B guys, you know, they're really out of their prime, they don't look the same anymore. And then look what we got here, okay? With uh uh here's the thing with, with, with Lomachenko and Lopez, what could happen? Like we're all expecting something explosive, something special. Like Nado just put it right now in the comments, you know, if this fight was gonna accept audience, he was gonna go, he's gonna go. I've heard this from a lot of folks. Man, I wish that this fight was gonna have tickets, I would go. It's gonna be something special. Absolutely. That's what we're betting on. Some of us are betting on KOs, but some of us are betting on that it's going to be something special. We're going to see something spectacular. But let's not forget, this is boxing. And when you have two guys that have a lot on the line, one guy may not want to be receptive to what the other guy wants to do, meaning he might be a little bit more cautious. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But we got a Ukrainian and and, and Latino. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to go out there. And I think they're gonna make it something very special because they wanna hold on to whatever they receive, Especially you got an older guy, like I said, been king of the old for a while, and the other the other guy wants to take that. It's to me, I think it's gonna be very, very special. Let's go back to the uh to the comments here. Uh style I got Nemo Neo, Neo Fimo Lopez, <laughs> the Matrix. Um Juan, uh Dave, looking looking ahead, uh, what if Lomo wins? Who do you think is someone that could give Lomo that fits? Personally, Barchet gives Lomo real problems. I think, I think. look, I think however physical Lopez is against Lopez, I mean against Lomachenko, I think that's going to leave us to wonder how much more is left in that tank. Does Lomachenko hang him up after this? Uh, does it continue on in his career? I, I think this guy, Lom- Lomachenko, is a, is a true warrior. I mean, uh, coming in, to, you know, coming leaving the amateurs and immediately asking for a champion to face, and early on in his career, it kind of tells you his mindset. Okay, so I think he would face like a Miguel. I think he would face anybody else that they ask him of, uh, ask him to get in front of. You know, but I think being realistic, uh, how physical Lopez is with him is gonna leave how much is left of Lomachenko because at 32 and he's fighting bigger guys. It's gotta take, it's gotta add a lot of years on you. So that's what I I, I don't want to comment of what he he'll go from here if he wins. I I want to see what happens with this fight and then get into you know the ifs after that. Yes, a bit. We're all planning to uh, do a a roundtable on D Styles' channel. Um, all of us from Leaving the Ring, uh, you know, from the uh, HCP crew, we're all gonna get together. Um. Troy Williams, looking forward to the fight, but I'll be in Tahoe over the weekend. You better have your phone in handy there, uh, uh, Troy. You better have your phone in handy, okay? Don't don't be a bad boxing fan, Vato. Don't be a bad boxing fan, okay? Make sure you have, you're double-fisted. Have your phone, your laptop, because I'm telling you, you don't want to miss anything. If it's spectacular, if, it, if it, it comes out the way we hope it's going to pop out of the oven, bro, you don't want seconds, you want to be there for first serves. G-Funky. G-Funky's been strong on his uh, pick from day one. Out the gate, you know, Lopez by KO. And, and it's crazy because G-Funk's not the only one. You know, like I said, a lot of folks on Leaving the Ring Gmail, man, they've been listening to the Hispanics causing panic, and they're all riding that train with uh, G-Funk. They're like, yeah, I, 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 I'm with him. I'm with D-Style, you know. Um, and uh, I don't think it's not possible. I think it's very very possible. But I'm going to judge off those four rounds of the, of the beginning of the fight. I've said this on on tonight uh, earlier today. I really strongly believe if, if Lopez cannot either make either make Loman start second guessing himself Or get him out of there within those four rounds and let's get into those mid rounds and into those championship rounds is a strong possibility because history has repeated itself, especially with Lomachenko, he takes over. That's the major question for me. I think that's what makes this fight really exciting for me is to see what happens there. Let's go, uh, let's see who else is. And you you got Troy Williams saying Lomo by decision. I got him by decision as well. Definitely got him by decision as well. Um, Outlaw is taking Lomo in a close decision. I think he gets it. I think he gets it, even if he gets off the canvas to win. I think he's gonna touch the canvas. To tell you the truth, you know. Um, I think I I definitely think he's gonna touch that canvas. I'm not sure. God, man, I might be wrong in this one too, man. I don't know. I'm not sure Lomo can get. Lopez on the canvas. Maybe catch him off balance? Strong possibility? Yeah. But I don't think he'll get him on the canvas, man. I just don't think that that Lomo's going to overcommit. I don't think he's going to make the mistakes that other guys have made with 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 Lopez. Okay? Here's another thing. Um what I was mentioning uh earlier today. Excuse me. The one thing about Lopez is that we've all fallen in love about him is that he follows through with his punches. Goes right down that pipe. That's something that Lomachenko is going to count on. That's something that Lomachenko is expecting, okay? Is Lopez to be on the outside and follow through with his right hand all the way down, okay? That's where Lomo can counter. That's where he's going to get most of his work done. Is letting Lopez fall into those punches... And bam, 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 just step aside and touch him up a little bit, okay? This is where I think he throws the trick in the bag for Lopez, for my opinion. If they should do this, this would be a trick. Don't throw it. Don't follow all the way through with that last punch that Lopez is expecting. I mean, Lomachenko's what Lomachenko's expecting. I say you feign him, make him believe. Like, you know, when he does that jab and he throws the right... Lomachenko's watching this. You know what I mean? That's Remember I told you he's going to throw little nuggets here and there to see what you do. He wants to see your reaction. Okay? I would say if I was Lopez's dad, I would tell his son, here, make him believe that you're going to fall for the trap. But don't follow through all the time so that you have leverage with your left hook. You have leverage with another punch. That's something that I think that we should hope and see from Team Lopez. Okay? Okay. there's not a whole lot you could say about uh, because I think he does a lot of things so well. He's so well, he's so educated in his style. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's not a lot of kinks in it. You know, the only kink that, like I said, is if you could take him out of rhythm. Like uh, Car said, his, guy was, you know, his dad brought him up into dancing and all that. So, you know, when you watch a fight, you could tell that he fights in a rhythm. So the only, the only thing would be is that Lomachenko has to be consistent in that rhythm and not allow the younger line to push him back. So he's going to have to be on his toes. So his condition has got to be a, a, up to par as well. But he's been. I mean, he's a he's a seasoned professional there. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, you know, uh, uh, when Linares dropped him, I mean, he was freaking hurt. But how fast did he recover? That's condition, guys. That's major condition. Let's go here. Um... Let's go back to the chats over here. Let me see. Uh, not all rooting for Lopez, but Loma by 11th round TKO in a carbon copy of De La Hoya versus Vargas. Man, all right. Now we're talking. Okay, let's see. Um, Funk. a guy has been touching Loma with big shots since he's been at... Hold on. Since he's been at 135, I don't think he gets up from the big shot from Lopez. Strong possibility, but I mean, he did get up from Menares, L- 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 and that was a solid, solid shot for Menares. He never saw that punch. He didn't see that punch, and he got he got hurt. I mean, you can't say he didn't get hurt. His legs looked like spaghetti, but it was the recovery that was impressive, and not not only was it the recovery, is what he did after. Like he did not allow that confidence to build. And Linares, he took it away. As soon as Linares got that confidence, Lomachenko snagged, you know, snagged it, you know, snagged it away from him. That's impressive. That's championship level shit right there. If you ask me. Uh, D style bigger, stronger, and younger, which would be Lopez. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Juan, this fight also reminds me of uh, a minus of Juan Manuel and Juan Juan Baby, the the bull Diaz, the hype. Minus type. Oh, yep. Um, okay. Outlaw first big fight for Lopez. Let's see the. Uh, let's see if the moment not too much for him. I don't know. I think the kid lives for the moment. To tell you the truth, I think he lives for the moment. A guy like that, I just can't see him kind of like getting uh, stage fright. I, I just I can't see that happening, you know. Uh, some Lomo fans called it a flash knockdown. Fuck, that's one flash I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, when I hear stuff like that, uh, when I hear stuff like that, it, it just tells me everything about that, that that individual or that group. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's like like listening to some of these, some of these uh, Gennady Golovkin media guys. I don't even know why they're calling themselves media guys. They, just, they should be honest. They're cheerleaders, right? Or fans that just come on. The only time you hear about them is when their fighter's on. I mean, you're a fan of that individual. You're not a fan of the sport. You know? If you're not able to recognize or see the flaws of the fighter you like, then you're not a boxing fan. I, I just... I, I never understood. How can you watch a sport where you only want to see that one team win all the time. Like, do you never want to have that, that rush or your stomach or your heart drop to your stomach? You know what I mean? That whole shit moment. Like, I mean, that's what I live for. The adrenaline, you know, like that. Oh, shit. Like, I can't believe that happened. I'm pretty sure. You guys can name off right now in the chat room. Name me one fight that left you so stunned that you had to go back and rewatch it and go, how the fuck did this guy get caught? How did this happen? It's happened to all of us. It's happened to all of us. Right? And that's what has made us a complete boxing fan, is to understand that there is no, there's no tomorrow promise in boxing. It's, it's never been like that. It's never been, unless you're like Floyd Mayweather and you have the money and, the, and, and, and you have the politics on your side where you could push to fight the guys you want to fight. You could orchestrate who you want to fight so that you could keep your O. But other than that, true champions, true warriors—they don't do that. Do you know what I mean? They live off of putting their heads in the mouth of the lions. Chicano prophet, I love the nervous feeling before a fight with high stakes. Absolutely, absolutely, bro. I'm like a little—you know this funny thing, okay? I'm an—I'm like a little kid, like I, I. I'm in my mid 40s and I travel all the way back as a five-year-old because I start clapping and shit and getting overexcited. I don't care, I don't care who's like who's in the room or whatever. But I get super excited like if I'm getting candy for the very first time. When there's high stakes in a fight. And I'm super excited because I don't know who's gonna win this fight. Because it's so even. There's an even match here. You know? Um I love it. All right, let's go back to the Go get, po- yeah, I know, we need to get pom-poms for them. Uh, G-Funk, people questioned Lopez after he fought the Japanese dude. Hold on. And look how he responded with Comey. That's true. You know, that's that's absolutely true. And I talked about that a little earlier, uh, G-Funk. Um, the only thing with that fight there, in my opinion, going off of what uh, Tefimo Lopez did with the Japanese kid, is uh, again um, here was an unknown guy, um, so it was really hard to measure what measure uh, Tefimo Lopez's uh, uh, performance because the fact is we didn't know much about the Japanese kid and there was nothing the Japanese kid did uh, on his record to tell us whether it was Tefimo Lopez having an off night or that kid was that good. You know what I mean? So th- that's why I kind of exclude that out of there because I think the Richard Comey, in my opinion, erases everything else. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it still leaves a big question mark on whether Lopez can make the adjustments against a skilled, very highly skilled fighter like Lomachenko. Let me scroll down here. Uh, Outlaw Lennox Lewis versus Rockman. The first one or the second one? Now, uh, Roy Jones Jr. against Antonio Tarver too. Yeah, man. Now, once says Pacquiao and Morales. The first one, the second one, or the third one? Without. (laughs) Unless Lomo is going to be six foot tall on Saturday, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's very true. But the one thing that Lomo does know how to do is get low. And he can make Lopez... Down to his eye level, you know, um, I think one thing, too, that Lomo does very well that that we I don't think we I've mentioned and I don't think anybody else. Maybe I haven't. I haven't really paid attention to anybody else. But is the the very slight of body work he does and what I the reason I'm saying slight because it's it's he does it so quick and does it like it's a pity pat you know what I mean, but he's kind of softening you up, he's softening you up to to kind of be like a fly in your face, so that you bring your arms down, okay, I've seen him do that numerous times, so, um, like I said, the tricks in the bag of Lomachenko, in my opinion, they're they're like primo, you know, Uh, Lopez, we know what tricks he has, they're dangerous, the punching power is absolutely there, but Team Lopez has got to have more than that. They really do. Um, they got to know how to cut off that ring. They know how. They got to have to make sure they push back Lomachenko. They got to know when to 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 set and when not to set against Lomachenko. Um, and then when it comes to Lomachenko, Lomachenko is is he can't walk into a big punch. He just can't. Excuse me. He just can't do it. And I don't think Lomachenko should try to change anything about the way he fights or what he's done. Meaning like going out there to test this kid immediately. I think that would be the stupidest game plan. I think that would be something out of left field in the Lomachenko's uh, team. Repertoire of what everything, everything they've done, that would be like out of left field for me. I'd be shocked that if Lomachenko and Papa Lomachenko came up with this plan saying, let's go out there and let's test this kid's chin because we don't know if he could take a punch. I think that would be stupid. I wouldn't do that. Everything else has been working. Stick to that plan. You know? The only only reason I say with Team Lopez that they they can't really stick with that same plan is because they've never faced a fighter like Lomachenko. They can't say they've ever faced anybody like that. With that footwork, that movement, that IQ... They can't really say they they had that in front of them. Richard Comey is no Lomachenko, none whatsoever, you know. So, again, a lot of a, I think a lot of pros and cons between the two. Um, I'm still, I, I'm going for eight four. I think it's going to go eight rounds to four. Uh, for you know, eight rounds for Lomachenko for the Lopez. I don't see a KO. I see this going the distance, but I do see that they're both going to be tested. I hope it's going to be even closer than that. Uh, if there's a KO that happens, but but I mean, like a mean exchange, you know, th- that's even freaking better. Because at the end of the day, I tell you what, I don't really don't give a shit who wins. You know what I'm what I'm hoping for is us, the fight fans, we win. That's what I'm. That's what I want. Us, the fight fans, win. Okay, Juan, really quick scenario. David, quick scenario. If Teal does knock down uh, Lomo, uh, do, does, does Teal need to go for the kill right then and, and, and there? I think he does. I think that, like, Lenars is a very strategic fighter, and, and that's why he didn't immediately jump on uh, uh, Lomachenko. And even when the bell rang, he still didn't come out to find out, was he hazy? You know? Um, he he wanted to kind of revert back to what he was doing And what got him there And in and, and my opinion, he should have been all over him You know, he should have made it a rough and tumble type of fight I think that's where Lopez is I think that, in my opinion That's where Lopez and them are not going to fail on If they're able to knock down Lomachenko Bro, there's a huge chance That is going to be all over I mean, there, I mean that Lopez is going to be all, all over uh, uh, Lomachenko I don't think that he'll let him breathe and I don't think they should let him breathe. Why allow him to get his bearings back? Why allow him to get himself back and go, okay, it's time to switch to plan B now. So now Lopez is back to the drawing board and trying to figure out this kid. But at the same time, he's got to be smart about it. Like I said, he, he's got to be, not, you know, he's got to hold back with some punches. If you hurt him, you still got to, you know, still make sure you're, you're seeing everything, not just being wild. You know, not just throwing at the, at the, at the wind. Be, be, you know, be strategic about it as well, but be right on top of him, which means you're going to close that distance and start using uppercuts, body shops, and, and push him back into the ropes. Make his feet flat-footed. That's what you got to do with Lomachenko. Go back to Salcido. That's what he did a lot of times. He never allowed Lomachenko to be at a boxing stance so he could pivot out of the way. He made him flat-footed and squared up every single time. That's what Lopez has got to do to him. Let's see, what else? Uh, let's go, uh, Teal isn't a bodice No, he isn't. He isn't. And I didn't say he was. I didn't say he was. That. What I said was, again, a sleight of hand with the body shots, meaning that he likes to touch the body, so it makes you believe, that he, it gives you that sense that I'm open here. That's what he does. If I'm able to touch a, a section of your body, immediately your body's going to react to it, which is what? Protect it. It doesn't have to be a, a, a huge shot. It's got to be something where you touch it. You know, if you go back with like a manager Stewart, he would tell Lennox Lewis, "Just touch him." Doesn't have to be a hard shot. Just touch him. Let him know you're there. And that's what Lomachenko does. He lets you know that. Hey, look. Look, you're not protecting your, your rib here. You're not protecting your kidney here. You're not protecting your midsection here. You know, and, and that's how Lopez gets you to drop his, drop your hands and he starts opening up on the top, you know, and those are tricks in the bag. Those are veteran tricks. Those are very, very, you know, very, like being very calm. That means like you own the ring. That's something that's very difficult for anybody to do is to be able to be in a hostile situation and be calm and collective and being able to really have a thought process of what you're gonna do. That's 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 pretty hard to do, man. Yeah, that is true. For Lomachenko, uh uh this is by far the hardest puncher that uh Lomachenko uh in facing Lopez uh you know uh you know that uh is gonna go up against okay um again he's he's moved up in weight um it's been tougher for him to be more dominant because he is moving up in weight so that is a big factor and i mentioned that it's a huge huge factor but again i'll go back lomachenko has has proven he's been able to do that in those late rounds those late rounds is what they're going to count on guys remember that the late rounds for the lomachenko team is what they're counting on because they're expecting the the bigger guys they, they've been doing this. They expect the bigger guys to kind of release their load and then ga- slowly gas themselves out with, with the punches and the fainting and the tensing of the body. Because, like, again, Lomachenko, he likes the pity pat. He, he reminds you, I'm still here, and he's making you think on that fly, and a lot of fighters don't like to react. They want to fight at a pace. If, if Lomachenko can get you out of that pace, he's going to do it. Um, when he followed and Campbell, he didn't get him out of the pace. He had to kind of stock him down, but he made the bigger guys expend a lot of energy. I don't know if he could do that with Lopez. I don't expect him to do that with Lopez. I don't expect Lopez to be the boxer to start moving. I expect Lopez to be the stalker. I expect Lomachenko to be the mover, which has been also something that Lomachenko is very good at. He's been able to, you know, he, he that was his bread and butter in the beginning. He likes guys coming forward. He likes guys to be on that line because he's able to give them different looks, different angles to land punches, you know? So again, youth versus experience. Which one's going to win on October 17th? I'm not sure, guys. Hey, anyways... um, Thank you for all that came on. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe button. Uh, again, we'll be back on on Monday here on the Leave the Ring channel. Uh, the audio will be posted on the podcast so you can hear it, earphones and everything at work or wherever you're driving on a you know a commute. It'll be up and stuff, but we'll be on D-Style's De- uh, channel on Thursday. D-Style will give all the info later on either on Twitter or on his channel. So be sure to, to join us there, man. Again, this is your, this is your host, Dave Duenas, and uh, Benjamin the Fighters, Lomachenko and Lopez. Don't forget to be there, okay, guys?